I'm Jared. Uh, I'm Michael. And welcome to A Cup of Tea. Everyone's intelligence has been shaped by distinct personal experiences. If you're curious to shed light on both humanity's collective and intimate truths, then take a seat with an open mind and a full glass as we examine reality through the blurry lens of our own individual perspectives. Have an ice cold sip while we talk about potting in public. Wow. Wow, that was that was an impressive intro. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, tell me you're about to do that. That was that was out of this world. You know, I was actually just talking about it with one of my friends that I recorded with last, and they're like, I still can't believe that you memorize that. That listen, man, it, it's I can't believe <laughs> memorize it. You wrote that. That's impressive, man, from the fact that you said that the you said the human intelligence is shaped by experiences, right? That's, yes. That's impressive. Yeah. That's it's what this podcast is all about. It's like science meets individual perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the truth that we all collectively understand and know and our individual lenses on that because we all have our own perspective. What was your what was what was the origin? What state of mind were you in when you came up with that 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 blurb of philosophical gold? Like a poet, I would say. I kinda had this idea, I'm like I'm such a perfectionist at heart, Michael, that I couldn't do this without having a good intro. I would literally forbid myself from doing this podcast. So I had to, I spun my wheels until I came up with something. I think I, I wrote down, I remember some key words that I wanted to put in that intro. And then I just kind of started weaving it together. You know, how you kind of make like an outline of a story. You like put the main bullet points and then you start to write your sentences and then you kind of develop your structure and things like that. So that's kind of how I went about it. Yeah, listen, man, yeah, well... I'm going to tell you this right now. The outcome, fan-freaking-tastic. I don't know if that was one whole sentence with commas or three sentences, but that I, I, you got me. I, I forgot I was in the interview. I was like, what What comes next? What comes next? So congrats, man. That, that was really dope. That was really cool, man. I don't know if you know. I know people have probably told you that before, but that was it's really it's a real clean, concise, and, and impressive group of words to tell you, really. Like, draw you in and... and Make you really think existentially about exactly a bunch of things, and then you find out, oh wait, there's more to come. Right on the podcast. So well, thank you very much. That is my goal ultimately. So, nonetheless, Michael, I wanted to welcome you to a cup of tea. Your first time being on this podcast. Yeah. Welcome, man. I feel and, and welcomed. I feel. <laughs> we are potting in public today. We are. We're sitting. On a park bench, <laughs> and it's two thirty in the afternoon on a Sunday. A beautiful Sunday. Let me a tell you beautiful that. Sunday. For those for those who can't see it through the microphone, okay, can't see it through the speakers. It is it is beautiful out here, and and the weather I I'm used to is is, is nothing nothing like this, especially when it comes to this city. So I'm All right. appreciative of it. Yeah. Anyone who knows Phoenix, Arizona, I mean, I've talked about <laughs> in this podcast before. We had seventeen consecutive days of one hundred and ten degree plus weather. In Fahrenheit, and that's just unbelievable. But now, it's gorgeous outside. I mean, what? It can't be a, a touch above sixty-five. Yeah, I mean, seventy. I, I, if I had to choose, if I had to like guess, probably seventy-two point six degrees Fahrenheit. You know, give or take. Yeah, I would say it's pretty fair. Let's see what the watch says. <laughs> the watch says seventy-six, but okay, all right. You know, I, I feel like there's a breeze take, there. You know there's a breeze too. We got to factor in the wind chill here. Shout out to the watch. You know what I mean? What, what, yeah. who, who makes that watch? So this is a fossil watch. Oh, that's nice too. It's an HR, uh, and that's analog. 
Yes. You know, they're saying that uh, the ability to read analog clocks is a dying breed. It is. I have an analog clock in my in my studio apartment in L.A., and, and every time someone comes in, they're like, you can read that? And I'm like, you can't? <laughs> I didn't know this was exotic. It's important. It's yeah. important to be able to read an analog clock. I mean, these, like arts like they can't die like the latin language did right like we have to keep it alive yeah hey man listen shout out to the latins but uh yeah their language is is basically long gone okay (laughs) unless you're talking about medicine but no one is teaching your language are you teaching your kids to read analog clock yes okay but not quite there yet oh okay. we're working on it but yeah i mean my my daughter actually has an analog clock in her room so are trying to encourage that way of thinking yeah if you will we have one up on our wall you know it's make i mean analog clocks make for beautiful decorative clocks let's yes. just be real right 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. that said you know hopefully you guys's analog clocks don't click like mine i got mine from ross so it it, <laughs> it ticks and that was the one thing i was like i look at it and i'm like i gotta get one that doesn't tick it's and when there's nothing else going on yeah and you're mm-hmm. about to go to sleep and you're like oh i want a silence but here's you know, and I was like, ah, oh, okay, okay, I can see why. I can see why some yeah. people went digital. <laughs> okay, I can see why some, but there's clocks out there that that I guess are called like silent, silent clocks or something like that. Right. So, you know, shout out to Amazon because right. they're like fifteen dollars on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started looking. I started looking. I was up one time at like three o'clock in the morning, and I was just like, I gotta get a silent clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's actually a hybrid, so it's got some smart capabilities, like it, it can count steps it can tell you the temperature it can tell you what day it is but the timekeeping mechanism is all analog so it's it's not affected by the smart components so i could set the time and all that stuff on my own so i do like that because some smart watches are too smart for me if i'm being completely honest oh tell me more like just to the point where it's like it's so digitized that like the batteries just not reliable like yeah. you're talking like you get a day's worth out of it where this watch can go almost like two weeks oh yeah yeah so just in case like an apocalypse happens you know you have time for at least two weeks. at least two weeks versus anybody with a smart watch maybe 18 hours maybe yeah maybe most a couple days if you could stretch it in power <laughs> saving mode <laughs> <laughs> but after that you won't know what day or time it is yeah but that's nothing against smart watches i mean I, one day I'll, I'll probably get back into like a full-on smartwatch but right now i'm okay you know i was sad my smartwatch i had a smartwatch that got um taken out of my car Um, really yeah you know it sounds sad but it was my fault okay i left the car open shouldn't done that and it doesn't matter where i am so i wasn't mad that it got taken Mm -hmm. but i i i wanted to use it as an experiment of how much i would miss it and not a lot yeah not a lot not a lot like it um it was one of those things I had like gotten for a job, and then I really <laughs> didn't use past the time, to be honest. Like, I'm like, what time? And then someone be like, oh, it's a nice watch. I'm like, oh, this. So I'm awesome. with you. I'm with you. I don't. But I'm not. You know, it's crazy because I'm not really a watch guy. Yeah. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to spend like two hundred on a watch. And I understand why people are, because. The amount of meticulousness, yes. craftsmanship that goes into making a watch mm-hmm. is is insane. But oh, absolutely, um, for me, I, you know, I, I I can get a little, you know, I get one out of a, a Kellogg's box, and I'll, I'll be I'll be cool. I'll be, as long as I can tell the time, I'm solid. I'm, you know, I'll take my door explorer watch to the office and go to tell you it's two thirty. You know, that's great because I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, a clock's a clock. You it, know, 
So, but here in this environment, instead of ticking, we just got the birds chirping. It's a really nice backdrop for us. And you know, it's crazy. Nature is a very good clock. Yes. For time. Because there's going to be a point in time where they stop doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. These birds are going to stop talking. And and it's probably going to be close to when that sun comes down. So, if you don't have a watch... Use nature. That's that's the moral of the story. That is a really good quote <laughs> that we're going to have to get put on the t-shirt or something. Let nature be your clock. Oh, that's a good Let one nature right be there. your clock. Let nature be your clock. Let man. it be your clock. Yeah, forget all the comforts of modern day uh, civilization. Who needs them? Okay, who needs a smartwatch? Who needs even an analog clock? Right. You know what I'm saying? Use, use, use the wind. Yes. Okay. That should tell you what time it is. All right, do it, Tiger Woods. Figure out what time it is. I love that. Thank you. you That's know, really great. I, I just try to find a way to to make life harder for myself <laughs> again. <laughs> well, again, I really want to thank you for joining me on this interview series of A Cup of Tea. And the reason why I'm calling this episode Potting in Public is not just because we're literally doing that right now. But it's also because you've started a podcast called Potting in Public where you were setting up a chair and you were having people join your space and having these open discussions and getting to share their experiences. And I think that's really cool. It's such an interesting concept to kind of do like a road show, if you will, with a podcast, right? Yeah. What really got you started on that? What was your inspiration? Uh, man, that's a good question. Years, years had passed. So I'm a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. for about six years now. Did my first show in Scottsdale, Arizona, at this place called the Comedy. I think it was called the Comedy Mike in Scottsdale. Okay. And uh, it closed down during COVID. Mm. And every time I did a show, either whether it was my friends or whether it was a patron, someone was like, "Hey, man, you should do a podcast." But I have a much like you talked about being a perfectionist. I, I yes. I don't like to do things unless it's differentiated from the norm yes so i couldn't find it visually or mentally to do a podcast because there were so many out there for me right so i just i would write it off i'm like okay thanks guys and then i'd never think about it (laughs) (laughs) two years later or 200 people later it would keep coming up and I thoroughly believe that, you know, things that are for you are going to just keep finding you until you deal with them, until you address them, whether yes. it's good or bad. Right. And mm-hmm. I had come to a point in my stand-up career where I had started to think, okay, what can differentiate me as a stand-up comedian, but what can also help me grow my skill set? Because the the art of stand-up relies on practice. It relies yes. on consistency. It relies on doing it so often that it becomes second nature. Right. But it relies also on being comfortable with the unexpected because you don't know what your audience is going to be until you get on stage and see them. That's right. You got to so be able to adapt, right? You got to be able to adapt to yeah. the moment. So I really wanted to be able to, the, the, the true fact is I wanted to be able to find a way to do stand up as a street performer on the streets. So like go to Santa Monica and be able to do stand up there. That's cool. And I, I just have yet to find out how that, how I could make that work. Not to say it's not possible, but how I could make that work for myself. Yeah. So then mentally, an amalgam of both of those ideas kind of came together. And I, and I said, well, is there a way that I can kind of do this podcast that everybody is wanting me to do, but also, you know, as a street performer? Right. 
And it wasn't until my sister-in-law and my older brother asked me to be their MC for their wedding okay. that I had had a light bulb moment and saying, oh, maybe this is, because they had said, I like, you can you naturally connect with people was what they said. And I said, I said, I never thought about it, to be honest. I never thought about it. And I thought, well, why don't I use that as the podcast concept and see just how true it is? It might be false. Right. <laughs> Someone might sit in the chair. And it might be a horrible experience. But that's where the concept came from of, of how can I utilize this talent that people say I have of connecting with people mm-hmm. and being able to kind of have this conversation out of the blue. But also kind of I've, I've learned that it kind of fills a gap. Yes. That's not there anymore in our world of just having conversations with everybody for the sake of connection, not for the sake of winning. Right. Yeah. It's not as transactional, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just you're you're having a genuine moment with somebody, getting to share space with them, getting to ask them how their day is, what's their perspective on things, what are their experiences. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. That's, Thank you. That Thank is so you, cool because not everybody gets the opportunity to just have that moment, right? And you're creating that space. And it's been it's it's been it's been interesting. It's been yeah. interesting. in the best ways. In the best ways. So I had already known because because I because of where I stay in Los Angeles, I had already known that our homeless population was very large, and expect every single show there to be some form of someone who's either homeless or less fortunate or something else. Yes. Again, and that happens. And just talking to those people is is just it's mind blowing how how their mind works. Yeah. But in those moments, how to them. What I found right now is that they're not homeless. They they have a home in their abilities and what they want from life. And usually, like I talked to a gentleman, his name was uh, Ashley Davis. Okay. Venice Beach was the third episode that we ended up doing. And he wasn't really, I was really trying to find a way to ask him how he got into the situation. He wasn't concerned with saying, talking about that. He was concerned about getting people to not eat animals. He was concerned about um, singing. He loved Katy Perry. That's awesome. And we got all of that on, on, on Vinny, but it really helped me understand what the median really is. And like you expertly explained it, it's yeah. just having genuine connections. It is. About letting those people kind of have a, a, a friend, whether momentarily or, or long-term, in me and be able to vent or confide or express themselves or whatever they need in that moment that they might not get from anyone else. Right. So it, it's... It's interesting. I was supposed to do something in Tempe, actually, on Mill Ave last night. And, um, you know, I was just super drained from my mom's masquerade. Party. Shout out to my mom. It was a beautiful, beautiful party. But because of that, I will be back really, really soon to do it. Uh, because I think also the demographic that is a, around while I set up could change the experience. And, and in L.A., it's mostly adults or tourists yeah. or people mm-hmm. who are kind of there figured out life or they're figuring out life but they're they're not like in this malleable state of kind of enjoying the extracurriculars without all of the consequences you know like a mill lab would have <laughs> and i really want to explore and kind of take advantage of that's true what happens when you know the the earlier parts of our society the people who who are still enjoying social media and you know, TikToks and going out and yep. doing as they should as, as a, the young people. Right. What happens when they see an open chair, an open mic with a person they don't know at all? I'll say this. Potting yeah. in public is the first time I ever get nervous. Really? Yes. I don't get nervous for anything, but every time I'm about to go out to a new place, I get extremely nervous because it, it no one could sit down. 
it, that's that's one of the the variables. That's one of the things, the possibilities that could happen to outcome right. that. Someone sees this and like, what is this weird? What's a weird? What's a weird guy doing? What's a weird setup? Like, why would I do this? You know, that's a possibility yeah. for sure. Right. And it is a possibility that I could get someone who's completely out of this world, or you know, yeah. doesn't really buy into the concept. Kind of like a. Uh, a DJ Khaled on Hot Ones type situation. Yeah. You know I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, all the po- it's the first thing I've done that no matter how I prepare, I can't prepare enough. Yes. I can't prepare fully. Right. For it. And that's good for me. As much as I don't like it, it's good for me because I try to, I over prepare. That's good. And over-preparation has kind of kept me from executing a lot of my ideas. So potting in public is like a, a the personification of what I should have learned and what I'm learning throughout, which is the process of things. So like episode, all, I've had great episodes, but something mm-hmm. has gone wrong every single time. <laughs> every single time. Every single time. It happens, right? Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It happened. It was so frustrating the first time. I did it on New Year's Eve at Grand Park in LA. Beautiful. I had so many people come out. People stopped, and it was amazing. None of it recorded. None of it recorded. Live streamed it on Twitch. None of it recorded. <laughs> and I had to just, I call, I now call it the episode that's in the wind. <laughs> and I thought about naming every single episode after that. Like numerically, episode two would be episode one. And, yeah. And I just, I said, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It would take away from the scar. It would take away from the lesson. So yeah. everything, it's still numerically correct, mm-hmm. but there's, there will never be, you'll never be able to find episode one because I can't find it. But there's an episode <laughs> two, there's episode three, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So it's just learning through the process to not get down on those downfalls, those mistakes, learn from them, yeah. build on them, evolve from them. Well, episode one still happened. You just can't replay it. Right. right? But it happened. Yeah. It was a moment in time. So yeah, I can respect that decision. You know, I, I appreciate that. That's you know that you you may feel a little bit better there because every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, that was a one, man. If I could build a time machine, I'd make sure somebody's recording it. Man. Right, get your phone out, you, <laughs> right now. Hey, it's recording. I know you have one, but pull it up, man. So how did you? I mean, it, it's so interesting that I, I always find it fascinating when people, whether they support my ideas or right. buy into my ideas or even know about my ideas. To be honest, I yep. just I do things. How did you? even learn about that I was doing doing potting in public because you're on your personal Instagram you were talking about it on your story and then I checked out the account that you created and I again started to look into it and I'm like wow this is like the coolest topic like or this is like the coolest concept right like just to be able to have strangers pull up in a chair and be able to talk to them and get to give them a space to Again, vents to talk about what's on their mind. Is LeBron their goat? <laughs> is you set on your sign, right? So, yeah, you know, I think it's it's a really cool concept in LA. Like, I think it's the perfect place to execute something like that because it is such a diverse demographic and one of the biggest cities in the world, let alone the United States of America, right? Yeah, you've got a big pool of people that could be sitting in that chair on a day to day basis. So. Whenever you're ready to set up shop, like, and you got all the different neighborhoods you can go to, like Ventura, Santa Monica, you can go to like Burbank, you can go to Disneyland. Like, there's yeah. so many places 
in that area that you can go to because LA is massive. It is. It yeah. is. It's massive, and, and I, I've learned to appreciate it. In because when I come from Phoenix, yeah, I, I was a big anti-LA person. Those mm-hmm. for the for listeners who don't know, LA, LA and Phoenix are are like cousins. Yeah, they're very similar, mm-hmm. but they're different in in very beneficial ways. Like the, our homeless population here is. Is we have one, but it's not. It doesn't impact your way of living here right. because it's so spread out, and it can get super hot at times. And there's parking, and, and the expenses. Although it is expensive here, it's not as expensive as it could be yes. in LA. So going through those three tasks was tough for me for the first two years because I was always comparing it to Phoenix. Right now, on this third, third going on fourth year, I have learned to appreciate the many neighborhoods and cultures and just opportunity that is there and with potting in public it's just me trying to it's just me actually trying to explore and experience what that is right that's 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 the entire from a host standpoint experience because i have i've lived in la for three years but i haven't experienced and explored la so it's kind of an outlet for you yeah. as well to get out and see more people, see more places, get to feel more connected to your n- new community. Oh, 100%. Right? 100%. Yeah. And build, you know, I am a center comedian. So it's a way to build support and yeah. get my name out there in, in just an, an organic way. It's a great marketing tactic. <laughs> it is really a great, great marketing tactic. I hope you have business cards printed up. because You, no, you just... know what? I, you're the 17th person to tell me I need them. And I'm just going to have to hit up like imprint.com or something. Yeah. I really should get some business cards. Go to like Kinko's, FedEx. Like, <laughs> just get business cards, man. I have to. Even if it's just like Arial font. Like twelve point, just something. Yeah, right. I, you know, I guess the reason why I never had business cards is because I didn't know people still use them. Sometimes, you know, I see them ironically most in like farmers markets and like oh. food trucks. A lot of those people, they're smaller businesses, right? So yeah. usually, smaller businesses, they don't necessarily have the budget for like a website. So it's like, hey, here's my business card with my email on it, my phone number. This is how you get in touch with me. My, yeah. my logo's on. It's something to kind of catch your eye, right? Yeah. And I've even saw with, like, your podcasts and, like, all the other ventures you've done, you've put the creative energy into making, like, a fantastic logo and just giving it personality that really reflects you as a person. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, try, to, I try to put as much effort and energy and dedication and love you put into your family and your children, I try to put into some like anything that I'm going to give my time to, you know what I mean? Because I don't want it to come off as cheap or right. a gimmick, or even though it is, you know, yeah. potting in public is a gimmick. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna stray away from it. It's a gimmick, but you know, just because it's a gimmick doesn't mean it's not genuine. Doesn't mean yeah. it doesn't have value. So oh, absolutely. why should the, the 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 things that represent it, the logos, the the mottos, and and all of those things also not have genuinity and yes, love. There is an element of authenticity that comes with how you're doing it. So even though the concept itself may be gimmicky on the surface, like it's just, it's very real, these conversations that are taking place. I think that once you get over the fact that you're being asked to sit in a chair and be on the mic with someone you don't know, once you kind of break the ice, things just kind of go back to that human level of conversation, right? Yeah. And I'm, 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 it's, I'm interested in seeing how it expands. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, one of my uncles was like, Hey, you should come hang out with us for the Super Bowl." So I'll be in Vegas. I'll be potting on the strip nice. for the first time. Ooh, okay. And that we'll see what that, again, but there's always, I always try to 
lower my expectations to the point that no one might sit down. Right. No one might not sit down. Or maybe a thousand people might want to sit down and have to deal with that. So being able to go from, you know, maybe the Super Bowl on the Vegas Strip to a political campaign Mm -hmm. area or, like you said, Disneyland or something like that. So really being able to utilize this podcast as a way to kind of explore the events and times and places that I haven't been able to because I've been trying to survive. Right. But also, hopefully, being able to use it as a as a as a main source of survival, so that I can just enjoy life. It could definitely be a springboard for you. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's that's potting in public in a in a nutshell. That's awesome. <laughs> potting in public in a nutshell. Um, and I love and it. it's, it's my baby, man. I, I'm 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 happy to to have, and I have all the stuff in my car at all times now. So that, like, That's should great. there ever be an opportunity where I need to set up, I can. I can just, like... I love that flexibility. Pull it out, and I'm still I'm still growing. I'm st- it's still yeah. kind of makeshift right now where I, like, tape the posters on. Because I have, like, <laughs> light... I have, like, light poles that you use for, like, getting a photo studio. Yeah. But I don't have, like, poster stands, mm-hmm. which are two different things, which I just yeah. found out. <laughs> like, wait, what? People are putting their stands for posters? <laughs> so, but for now, I'm like, let me, because usually what I would do is I would just make sure I have every single thing the way it's supposed to, to be. Right. So I would have the poster stands, I would have a microphone, I would have all yeah. this stuff before I would even do episode one, and that would kind of be my downfall. Yeah. So now I'm like, no, I'll just keep taping it up, and when I need those poster stands, I will get those poster stands for now. The taping <laughs> method is doing just fine, okay? <laughs> and just being comfortable with imperfection, being comfortable with the fact that on the outside everything looks good, but even on the back, on the on the on the behind the scenes, we might have to duct tape some stuff. Yeah, and I've learned that most most big companies that I've worked for, they're just duct taping things. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. I work for the Clippers yeah. when I'm not potting, and I look and I'm like, oh, oh everybody's duct taping out here. <laughs> everybody's just throwing a bandaid on things, which you're not supposed to do, but sometimes you have to in order just That's get right. you to. The next step, whether the next step is the next paycheck, whether the next step is the next job, whether the next step is the next guest. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just, just hey, get through it. Sometimes life just requires a little bit of duct tape, right? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you, I can't even tell you how many times my son has like broken the gate to the playroom. Mm. And if only there's some like magic flex seal tape <laughs> that could just fix it every time without having to buy a brand new gate, that would be lovely. How many gates have you bought? Three. Whoa. Yeah, he breaks strong, a lot huh? of stuff. Yeah, he is. Does he, just, just, does he like shake it through, or is he just like? He's um, he has some muscles. Let's okay. put it that way. We call him Baby Hulk because oh, nice. he's just very, very much like determined and strong. And like even on the surface, he just looks like a normal eighteen-month-old. Yeah, but like he just knows how to like physically maneuver his environment mm. in ways that like I've never seen in a kid his age. So yeah. As a father, when you see that, do your wheels start to turn? A little bit. Because I'm like, how did you? And then I'm like, because you're my son. That's why, <laughs> that's why you figured that. Because like, I, there's videos of me when I was like a little older than him. And I was like finding ways to climb up on chairs and play with the light switches and stuff like that. And I'm like, he's just kind of doing it in his own way. Yeah. And I just have to respect that. It, it, it sometimes is frustrating as a parent, of course. But... Then I'm like, I, I give him his grace, too, because I'm like, he's just trying to figure out his environment, his way. Well, I mean, we've known each other for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Based off of when we first met 
the intro and just what I've seen from just watching your life from afar. Yeah. You're a very cerebral person. Yes. So it would make sense that your son is also a very cerebral person who's <laughs> able to analyze and, <laughs> and figure out, oh, okay, there's this gate in my way. Dad's not around. Yeah. It's if, time. It, it's time to have a brain blast. Yeah. Like, how, can we, how can we get through this? It's like, I want to get out. How do I get out? <laughs> you know? Figuring it out. Yeah. Like, climb over, whatever. Like, he will, he's just determined. But I can't wait until I can get him on the mic when he gets older. I'll tell you that, that, that would be dope. What's the differences between your son and your daughter that you that you've seen? Oh, they're both very cerebral mm-hmm. for sure. But the difference is, my daughter's definitely very gentle and methodical. My son, not so methodical. <laughs> he's just like. He's the kind of person, he's just going to keep trying new things until something sticks. Oh, okay. Right? And that's a good quality to have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that no-quit mentality. So he's determined. He's just, I like, I, he's like, it didn't work. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, whereas my daughter, like, she'll, like, really sit there and, like, study something. And, like, before she, like, does it, he's just diving in already. He's, yeah. he's just trying to do it already. He's like, I see this. I'm just going to dump everything out here and, like... <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, let's just try to stack these bends together. What possibly could go wrong? <laughs> you know? But, yeah. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. That's dope. I, I, You know, I live vicariously through you. I don't know if you know this, but I I have seen... Whenever you post on social media, I'm there. I know. I'm there. I'm watching, man. So, just to see your, your, just to see you develop from, like we were talking talking before we started, you know, from going to meeting your girlfriend, her becoming your wife, you guys making that family, like, yeah. to watch that from afar, but to now be able to talk to you about it is, is just a different experience, one that I, I enjoy. Right. Um, because it's somewhere I want to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm very so much a family guy and, and cherish that, that level of home that you you mm-hmm. do have created you and your wife man and and so i i definitely won't take this time for granted to be able to just talk to someone who is who's who is doing what i eventually want to do and, and doing it in a very high high quality way well thank you you know what i mean um just to be able to and and to, to be able to do it in this economy, let me tell you. To be able to do it. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To be able to do it in this, good job. Okay, I don't know if anybody's told you that recently. You should be taught that every day. Great job, man. To be able, I went to the store and it was $5.99 for a carton of eggs. I can't imagine how many eggs y'all are eating in that house. Cartons of milk for $5.99? Oh, my goodness, man. That's. And I drink alternative milk, so that's, you know, because I'm, I'm, Same I'm here. like, oh, you do too? Okay, oat, good for you guys. Oat milk. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the vast majority of the world is allergic to, to dairy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually lactose sensitive myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, like, intolerant, but, like, if I have too much, like, my body starts to be like, what are you doing? You know, I, I wish I was like that. I'm a, I'm a, well, here's what I tell people. I'm allergic to American dairy. And what it does, like, if it just messed up my stomach, like, I honestly would still eat it. But it messed up my face. Oh, okay. So, like, I had, like, just like everybody in the world, acne issues for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody would always ask me, like, wait, you're lactose intolerant? Like, they're like, how bad is it? And I'd be like, <laughs> or they'd be like, it's not that bad. I'd be like, it, it is bad. And people don't know until, like, <laughs> I remember I had went on, a, I went on a date with someone years ago. Yeah. And we had went to Westgate. Oh, okay. And I had gotten some dairy. Mm-hmm. Just because I was, I was like, ah, well, we'll make an exception today. Yeah. 
30 minutes later, I had a, I had a pimple pop up. Oh and that's how, goodness. you know, depending on the concentration mm-hmm. and, and everything that's in there, that's how wow. serious it could be. But when I went to Italy, it wasn't like that. It would only mess up my stomach, but it did nothing to my face. Are you talking like the gelato over there or just any I, dairy I, products? Everything. Everything? I wow. gelato, cheese. Um, I don't think I had milk too much because I don't think they drink milk that, like that. And yeah. Gelato and cheese, like cheese for sure. And gelato, we had like gelato like every night. And yeah. it, it just didn't do anything to my face. I wow. was so astonished. Well, it's amazing that you made that connection. Well, you know, I'm always, I'm always thinking. The, the older I get, the more self-aware I try to get, especially with the internals in my body. Just yes. What does what when I when I eat it or intake it, whether it be water, whether it be a fresco, which I had for the first <laughs> time last night of a mom's right. uh, party, which were delicious, by the way. They say they don't have any sugar in them, but I don't know. I don't, <laughs> those things were those things were crazy sweet in life. But I was like, this is really good. But they made me go to the bathroom like four times when I was in, like when I was sleeping. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know if I can ever drink these right. when the sun's down anymore. Like, I got to drink these when I'm close to a bathroom. Yeah. But being aware of how things affect my body, I, I think uh, allowing to putting my body, putting myself in, a, in the best position to succeed, I have to know yeah. what affects my body when it comes into it, you know, when I'm consuming it. So, and I actually didn't find out, I didn't have this epiphany. I didn't find out I was allergic to dairy until I moved to LA and I was 25. I'm by myself. So I know exactly what I'm eating. Yes. And I'm like, oh, this is why I'm mm-hmm. having this and this and this and this issue is because I'm choosing to eat this, this, which sucks. Right. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people are surprised to hear this, but not being able to dairy has taken away one of the greatest loves of my life. And that's Little Caesar's Pizza. Oh. <laughs> I'm little, so sorry. <laughs> little Caesar's Pizza. It's, you know, and a lot of people are like, it's that, why do you like it? It's not, it's not quality pizza. <laughs> it's not good pizza. You guys got to listen to me. It's it's five, maybe six dollars now. Yeah. With inflation. Hot and, ready. And, and it is every bit of that six dollars. Yes, it is. It's every bit of that six dollars. You put it in an oven? Yeah. That's eight dollar pizza. That, that's what I'm talking about. It's value, right? It's, it's value. It, that's value. They're not selling you a $25 pizza. No. They're selling you a hot and $25 pizza, and they are delivering every time. They are. You have a hard, if you have a hard time where you just paid all your bills and you only have five forty-two left in your account, guess what? Little Caesars got you. I know. Okay. <laughs> they got you. So the fact that I, the fact that I can't take advantage of that, it, it, it's probably one of the oh, greatest horrors of my life. I'm really sorry that you can't indulge in that anymore. <laughs> That's all right, man. One of my one of my life goals is to create a hot to create a little Caesar, but for things that for no dairy. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. So like, hey man, listen, you can still get this hot and ready for probably about seven bucks. But there's no dairy in it. By the way, you all the lactose intolerant people in the world, we're back. Okay. <laughs> we're making a comeback to the pizza game. That would be awesome. Because <laughs> yeah, dairy free pizza right now is like thirty two bucks. Right. It's I'm at, I just spent thirty dollars on pizza, and it wasn't great. I'm <laughs> honest with you. I was very upset at DoorDash. Okay, <laughs> me and DoorDash had a, had a very long conversation. I was like, "Hey, man, you know this was thirty dollars," and it was like it was like this. The crust was like paper thin. Not a big thin crust guy. No, I'm not a big thin crust guy. Yeah, you know, it, it kind of feels like I'm getting cheated out of my dollar. Right. <laughs> right. It, what, this isn't this isn't crust. It's like the toppings are thicker than the crust. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? This is a tortilla. <laughs> you 
some sauce, <laughs> cheese, and toppings on tortilla. You can this at home. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. What are we doing? I can literally just go get some mission tortillas and just put my own cheese and toppings on it, right? And it would, I don't think it would taste much different. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried the experiment, but I guarantee you, you put a tortilla pizza next to a thin crust and you give someone who likes thin crust, I don't think they're going to taste the difference. Probably my not. personal my personal theory. Yeah. On thin, like I, but I, that said, I don't really discriminate against. Yeah. I just wouldn't, as an adult, I probably wouldn't buy a thin crust pizza. Right. I would buy like a regular pizza. Or like a deep dish pizza. I, I prefer deep yeah. dish only because I feel like I'm getting more bang for my buck. Yeah. Like I you see have that. Bread. I do. D- sauce, cheese. Like, whoa, this is. And if you get a big enough deep dish, that's that's sweet. You can live off that for a couple of days. Yeah. You really? <laughs> I'm not. This is anecdotal. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not up to my college days. No, I'd have like 10 bucks. And I'm like, I could get a $5, but I can also get a 9 Right. Cut that in half. That's. That's 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 dinner for like two days, dude. You're feeding yourself for days. <laughs> You're feeding yourself for days, dude, because that bread, that bread will mm-hmm. fill you up. That's strategic right there. Yeah, hey, man, listen, bro. I'm, I try to be Batman sometimes, man. You're, talking, to, you're talking cerebral. Look at you right over here. Man, you know you know when it matters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when it matters, you know what I'm saying? When it matters. And you know, also, one last thing I'd like to mention on Potty in Public that I think is really cool is like how you're actually recording on video as well mm. so you get that visual component with the podcast as well thank you man i, I appreciate it has been a struggle <laughs> let me tell you it's been a struggle but i i do have the first video episode coming out in like sometime this week and it was from venice and uh it's it's been amazing it's been amazing to be able to kind of go through that process because i had i have a, a background in production but but Doing a live stream, period, is different. Doing a live stream in public where you don't have outlets is different. Right. Doing a live stream in public where you don't have outlets and want it to be the best quality, or 4K is now the standard and not... Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Is is, 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 is amazing. So it's, it's been such a journey and a learning process for for me in that, in that sense. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That was one of the main things I wanted to accomplish with doing it. Right. When people started bringing the idea to me, that was the first differentiator I wanted to have was mm-hmm. it would be video-based first. Yes. Rather than audio-based, like you, you can come see it first. Like that's the right. goal, right? Yes, potting in public is, is nice to hear about, but you want to see who who are these random people who are just deciding to randomly sit down with this guy. Like it's right. odd to me. Yeah. So. It's just, it's like in the moment, it's impromptu, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 just something that, you're not going to know about ahead of time. You're just setting up, and then you see who kind of meanders their way onto the podcast, right? Whoever yeah. s- decides to sit down in the chair. Yeah. So, and then I think when playing it back, I, I think it's just the perfect progression to have it on video because it's that type of experience that you want to see these people. Yeah. And you want to hear from them too, and you want to see your engagement with them. And I think that the fact that you are trying to be a video first podcast that's a differentiator right there right yeah. but you still have the audio outlet as well so if you're in the car listening you can't get on video you could still listen right yeah 100 you can still go back and watch the video if you wanted to so i look i think it's really impressive man i gotta say like the fact that you're streaming you're recording video and you're recording audio like that's a lot of production work for one person like what keeps you up at night like what's the hardest part of this whole engineering project that you're doing um, that's a good question, man. Uh, 
keeping my laptop charged. <laughs> That's a really good answer. <laughs> Do you have like battery packs? Uh, well, you know, so this, this I, it's a Toshiba from like 2005. Um, so that that has been my biggest. So the biggest the biggest thing kept me kept, keep me awake is. Do I buy a new laptop or not? Right. Um, is essentially the <laughs> because like the the, the the one I have is it, because I would keep it at home and I would use it for the reason why I got a big one is because I like to edit videos on it. So I needed yeah. something that had some type of gusto to it. Yes. I needed a baby Hulk laptop. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, but it, it doesn't bode well outdoors. It right. doesn't bode well for portability. Usually the larger the laptop, the worse the battery. Yep. Um, so that's the next step. Yes. Is it was either that or I might get a, a mobile generator. Like Okay. So keep me up at night is just fixing the production flaws that are there that I know are there so that when I have a podcast, yeah. the only things that happen that I haven't foresaw are mm-hmm. the things that I could not foresee. Right. And then you just kind of either account for those in the future or if it's like a one-time deal you're like hey it life happens right exactly like i can't control that so you know if there's a bird that flies over decides to do its business <laughs> and the guest can't really do anything about that unfortunately can't stop birds can't stop, but the content ability of that would be crazy you know what I'm saying? that would go viral i'm that telling you that right that would go crazy like that would blow up on tiktok people might never sit in my chair again it would be bad, but i don't know man that would be that that'd be a million hits at least at least at least yeah that really would that would that would definitely blow up for sure and i think for me that's one of the things I, I I'm every new pod I get I, I'm at first that was the big thing you know um uh, you know you go viral with this or you know it has that potential but not chasing the virality yes that's important of the moment you know and, and just making sure that I'm just being authentic to the to the motto which is sit in the open chair let's talk like that is the motto of potting in public because that's legitimately what it is and, and my next step my next evolution as a host is is to make it feel like every guest is sitting down with a friend yeah and not a host that's why i don't want it to feel like oh i'm on a show i want it to feel like yo i'm chilling with some homies i'm chilling with a homie right now and whatever comes out comes out maybe you got some stuff to get off your chest Maybe you're just super happy and want to sing some Katy Perry. <laughs> or or maybe you want to talk about the many issues we have going on in this world. Right. I am open to all of it. Yeah. Open to all of it and any of it and, and, and just appreciative that people even want to. Every time someone sits down, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm like, welcome. <laughs> like the second episode, a, a, a dude who is a Joker, um, he plays the Joker when he's on, you know, the Hollywood strip. They call yep. them uh, character character uh, performers. Okay. And that's how people make their money. Like, like if you go to Vegas, you'll have to take a picture of them and you give them like a dollar or something. I don't know. Right. That's how they make their money. And he wanted to sit down and I was just astonished. I'm like, wow. Like, I don't know what made you stop, man, but I appreciate it. And he waited for me to set up and it's a really nice guy. And so it's, it's, it's just, it's allowing me to kind of re-tap into my own humanity. Yes. And making sure I stay grounded and, and, and not too... In, in the lights of, of, of Los Angeles, like you can, you get lost at times. Yeah. They can be blinding lights for sure, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But hey, it all starts with energy for the podcast, <laughs> right? Like in two ways. First starts with your energy. I think your presence is key to 
getting people excited to sit in the chair, eager to talk to you. But then also you need the energy to keep the production running, right? Yeah. So like you said, if it if you need to figure out ways to improve that in the future, whether it means getting a new machine for when you're going out specifically on the road, having a separate editing machine, or carrying certain types of equipment like maybe battery packs or whatever else you need, yeah. generators, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm confident that you'll figure it out. I mean, Pawnee in Public, it's such a wonderful idea, but it's still in its infancy, right? Like yeah. you've you've got big goals for this, right? One hundred percent, man, and and uh, I, I appreciate all the love, grace, and uh, you know praise that you've given me, man. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn to just you know take compliments or so that it's hard for me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel I I mean, I I wouldn't say imposter syndrome because I don't really know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> I like I have to look it up all the time. But yeah. just you know, getting compliments, um, 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 they mean a lot, but I really not take them. So I appreciate them. I really do. It's and it's very much in its infancy. Yes. Uh, probably the, the first thing I've ever released that's just in its infancy that hasn't been seen and edited and critiqued by other people. It's kind of learning as it goes. And, yeah. and, and But I, I have very big plans for, for, for Potting in Public, man. Um, this summer, yeah. one of the biggest plans this summer is I want to drive uh, kind of cross-country. Oh, that'd be really cool. And, and do a podcast in, in, in uh, every place that I go. And, and kind of get people to sit down and and yep. and that probably one of the biggest plans of, of the pod is, yep. is to be able to do to have the the infrastructure and income whether that's from this or anything else to right. be able to do that and do it at a high level i can't wait to see us that actually <laughs> sounds like such a cool concept like i'm somebody that i love geography i love seeing new places and I can't imagine a better way to document a road trip than to literally pod in public throughout that road trip, right? Yeah. See different types of people, hear different dialects, get to examine culture, how it just differs from state to state, right? Yes. And talk about different things, like may- maybe things that are relevant to that particular area, right? Or just talk about your whole trip and what that stop means to you. Like, I think that those are all like really cool parts of it. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank you, man. And it's, you know, I, I would hope that one day potting in public is as smooth, seamless, and and sophisticated as a cup of tea. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> we ain't even got no intro, you know. I set up and I'm like, look at potting in public. I'm, <laughs> I'm Michael. We're here. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm, I hope one day it, it, it has it has this, the, the same type of genesis uh, as as this has as well. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I, I would say that definitely like. Whatever your vision is for your podcast, definitely make sure that your podcast has that personality. It, it definitely sounds like yours does as well. And just, it's kind of like with a, with a sport, right? With any team in sports, like, you always want to have an identity, right? Yeah. Especially if you want to be a winner. You have to know who you are. What are your strengths? What are your opportunities? And as long as you know that, you're on the right path already. I don't think there's, that's, 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 the, hey man, you're, are you dead? Yeah, because <laughs> that, that advice that 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 that's some that's some yeah. solid wisdom. Yeah, I, I am. You're out here using that wisdom bone. I, I become a dad twice now. <laughs> it makes sense. That's what I'm saying, man. You're out here. You're out here. You're out here on a different level mentally, right? Hey, man. That man, he, he put it in Mr. Miyagi bone just now. Um, no, I appreciate that, man. And 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 um, I, I'm being patient. Being patient with it is 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 my biggest lesson of the year. And yeah. And, this is my biggest priority is patience and peace. Mm-hmm. 
being patient with processes, people, um, and things, and, and being at peace with the things that go right and the things that go wrong, and yeah. navigating to make sure that you know whatever's next happens as close to my expectations as I can. Right. Some things are uncontrollable, but the things that are controllable, making sure that, like you said, just that identity, that strategy, that that you know, the planning as much as I can are are, are to a T and not rushing and yeah. Just keep that motivation. Keep that motivation. Be prepared, and the moment will come. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, I'll always be prepared. You know, you talk always. about sports teams. You know what I mean? Got to be. Got to be prepared for your name to be called at any time. Right. Because if your name's Next called, you're not up. prepared, then there goes your spot, big dog. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> there goes your spot, big dog. One of my favorite memes is where the dude is. is, is I don't know what his name is, but he's going to the, the door, and he jangles it, and like, I guess they cut me. <laughs> oh, I love that one. The Jets guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess they, they, they must they have cut, cut me. me. They must have cut me. <laughs> well, I'm guessing, when, every time I see that, I'm guessing there's just like a person on the other side of the, <laughs> of the glass looking at him like, and he's yeah, like, I guess they got me. They're just and like, the dude's like, yeah, they probably yeah. did. They can't let you in, It's like, if you left anything here, we're going to mail it to your house. Yeah, 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 man. We, it, this, this is your box. It'll be, it'll be home before you are, okay? <laughs> we got a helicopter going there right now. <laughs> Why are you even that. here right now? You got a letter? <laughs> That's phenomenal. Yeah, man. It's, That's great. But, yeah. I will say as we start to wind down this episode today, I'm, again, really grateful to be joined by you, to get to hear about your journey with potting in public. And we've known each other since high school. Yeah. You know, we've known each other a long time. A I've decade seen you. plus now. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> crazy to think about. little human. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> like a, that's a, a third grader? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's crazy to think about. You know, you've done so many creative adventures throughout your time since high school. And like, I know that at one point you were exploring creating a clothing line. Mm-hmm. And then you, you start getting into stand up comedy and kind of, I guess, to round off this episode, kind of talk to me through like how those ideas kind of led to one another and maybe how you end up getting out to LA to begin with from Phoenix. Yeah, so I, man, that's that's a great question. Actually, that's a great question. Um, I've always had a hunger mm-hmm. to express what's on my mind, and my mind is always running, but usually in a colorful way, especially, especially you know when we first met. Like it, it yeah. It, you know, high school, Michael, it, and even now, you know, it, it's it's running of, of, you know, I see a shirt and I'm like, ah, it's a nice shirt, but like, ah, you, I could do this better. You know what I mean? This is this is this. And as I learned the possibilities of life. Yeah. And what can be done. And as that can continues to expand. Mm-hmm. I wanted to find ways to just express the things that people have told me I was naturally good at finding a way to utilize what God has given me as, 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 as personality, talent, charm, right. whatever word you want to put in that blank, mm-hmm. to still be able to contribute to life, to be able to survive life without having to sacrifice enjoying life. So mm-hmm. the original concept of the, of the clothing line 
came from, you know, people would say, hey, man, you, you know, you, you dress really well and we like your style. And so it was just putting putting that style to paper and then to clothing. And and it's a venture that I, I didn't know took so much input. Yeah. Especially monetary input. Mm-hmm. And it's still something that I do to this day. I still design quite a bit of clothes on the on the weekly basis. That's awesome. Probably... My goal is one of the, if not this year, next year, to, to, to have a have a line come out. And that that was one of the things, like I said, with Potting in Public, not chasing the virality. The clothing line was chasing an image of greatness, fame, and, and the Gucci's, the Louis Vuitton's. And now it's just a way of expressing creativity and, and, and filling a void. Yes. I would say. So if I had to give a two-part answer to where, what brought us to here and, and, and the many creative ventures that I've had, what is the through line and the, the thread of everything of both of those? Yes. One would be the um, expression of myself mm-hmm. and the feeling of a void. Those two things. So if I, I, I see a void that I can fill naturally without forcing it, then I, I've tried to do that both, whether it be with the clothing line, whether it be stand-up comedy, whether it be with um, writing or acting or, or, or you know anything else I've dipped my toe in and right. potting in public is, is that very thing of just being able to utilize my personality and, and my ability to to kind of just have a conversation within the conversation yes to get back to just talking about things whether it's 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 friendly or uncomfortable right you know and, and just being in that moment and figuring it out in that moment, I think I've gotten into a place where I can, I, I've got, I, I, I fell into the trap, the common trap of life of, of not wanting to be in uncomfortable conversations or, or situations. Yeah. So avoiding them altogether and mm-hmm. being able to predict when they're going to happen. So just not going oh. near those. Yeah. So, I have that tendency as well. Yeah. You know, so potting in yeah. public is, is the, the antithesis to that. Mm-hmm. Of just being able to just see what happens in life and, and. Yeah, enjoying it from there. Yeah, no one really likes those uncomfortable conversations, but you like just you learn as you get older that they are inevitable, right? And you just have to mentally prepare yourself to like have the fight rather than the flight. And I yeah. think I commend you for taking a stand and putting yourself in that situation where you're kind of going outside your comfort zone. You're trying to have a moment where you're like you're embracing the uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Like you're just you're okay with it. You're fine. <laughs> Got that, That's great. You know, that's yeah. that's something I think everybody could learn from. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hope I tell people all this all the time and is I think that everybody should at one point in their time do a open mic at a comedy place. Because it, it allows you to learn that yes, some things are uncomfortable and things are can be like really, really tough at the end of the day, even the most uncomfortable things. Are the end of the world. Right. That's actually really good advice, too. Like, stand-up, I could see really being a way that you're putting yourself out there. And it's a very vulnerable situation because people either laugh at you or they don't laugh at you. And you got to be able to judge your audience, right? Yeah. And you're saying things that, again, people are going to be judging you for what you're saying. So it's a very inherently uncomfortable position but at the same time if you pull it off it's so rewarding right yeah well 100 100 man a good set a good yeah. set off the stage is just it's it's a, it's a phenomenal feeling i guess that's why i've been doing it for so long now <laughs> one of the besides act i would say besides 
if I had to choose things that I've done the longest, like yeah. basketball, number one, I've been playing since I was probably like five, three, four, or five, something like that. Acting after that. And then stand-up. Yeah. Like, stand-up I've been doing for consistently for six years. And it's just, to be able to say that is for myself. What do you like most about stand-up? If you had to pick something. The inability to fake the feelings. As an audience member or as a comic. Yeah. Like, you, you just, it's, t- it, you can't do it. You can't, you can't do it. If you're having an off night, the audience is going to feel and they're going to know. If the audience is kind of off, you're going to feel it. So it's, it's really, it's probably one of the last places where just genuine human emotion, genuine human emotion occurs. It's raw, right? It's, it's raw. Mm-hmm. It's raw. And... It's it's just a, a, a organic environment to learn so much about the world. It's an oasis. That's my favorite part. It's an oasis. One of the last oasis from society where you come to this place and it's it's live performance and you're just watching a human do what humans do and it it's, happens to be an art form. Yeah, I love stand up comedy. <laughs> I do. Do you? Who's one of your? Who's one of your favorite favorite Sam Thomas right now? Probably Taylor Tomlinson. Okay, it's probably like that's a of, solid one. Yeah, that's she's a solid funny. one. She's really funny. I wanted to see her on her most recent tour here, but wasn't able to get out. So I think she, has, she came on a special what like two years ago, I think, right? Yeah, she's coming out with another one. Okay, in February. So yeah, she's, stay she's, tuned. She's really good. I found her on, I believe it was called Dry Bar Comedy, I believe is where I first saw one of her first sets. Okay. It was okay. Dry Bar, and then I think her, her stand-up, her, her hour special was the second thing I saw. Very impressed with her technique of comedy. Yeah. Um, and how she utilizes it to her benefit. Um, so that's that's actually a solid call. I don't mean people are going to, not many people are going to latch on to ta- Taylor Thomas, so. So, Thank you. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no man. No, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. That was a good one. I got to keep you on your toes, right? Always, and the whole always, audience here. Always, all man. The seats. Always, man. Yeah. So, yeah. the audience, if y'all haven't, if y'all haven't uh, checked her out, man, please do. Please do. Um, yeah. Support support the local. Support all stand-up comedians, yes. to be honest. Um, I, I think stand-up is such a way, like, if you're having a bad day, there's, there's, a, there's a stand-up comic out there that will be able to kind of probably say the things you're feeling in your mind. If yeah. you like... I, d- I feel like that too. Yeah. In a funny way. Right. right. Like, like, that's hilarious, but that's so true. It's relatable. Yeah. And it just, it, laughter really hits you deep in the soul, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, man. And if someone can get you to laugh, like, laughter is, is, is the cure to a lot of things. So I'm not going to say everything because I feel like that'd be pretentious, but to a lot of things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a, like a lot of things. Yeah. You're having a bad day, man. Mm-hmm. Like the right friend. The yes. person who knows you very well. If you have a bad day, the first thing they're probably going to do is try to get you to laugh. Absolutely. And that's the right thing to do. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That's the right thing to do. Because life is hard as mm-hmm. it is, right? Like, just inject some levity into the moment. Yeah. Have a little bit of fun with it. Life is hard anyways as it is. Like, we don't need to make life more difficult. We don't need to make things more challenging or overly complicated. We just nope. need to have fun and just live a little. Yeah. Have a little bit of comedy in life. Like, be able to joke with one another in a respectful means. 100%. And, like, as long as you have those boundaries set and you're within those boundaries, like, have at it. Have at it. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you have those, those boundaries, hearts. let it be a WWE match. <laughs> <Yeah. I'm saying. laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> and you know, I think it all just comes full circle for you, Michael, because the same passion that you have for stand up comedy and that authentic moment that you share with your audience, it's the same energy that you want from potting in public, right? 100%. Going out and having those authentic conversations with people. It's yeah. it's literally like a road show for you. And I really can't wait to see how it evolves going in the future. I'm really excited for Vegas, excited to see the road trip. <laughs> thank you, thank and you, thank you. you know what, Steeps, as we call him here on this podcast, the audience of A Cup of Tea, please support Michael and his ventures. Please check out Potting in Public. Michael, as we sign off in this episode, where can the Steeps find you? Uh, yeah, reps. you can find us at uh, on Instagram at potting in public, P-O-D-D-I-N-G. I know sometimes that sounds like pottying in public. <laughs> it's not potting in public, P-O-D-D-I-N-G-I-N-P-U-B-L-I-C. Yep. He still has Ooh, he got it. He got it. Uh, we also have a, uh, a website, pottinginpublic.live. Awesome. Um, and uh, you can check me out personally at Michael Polite, M-Y-K-H-A-L-P-O-L-I-T-E. Uh, Michael with a Y, polite like the word. Yeah, and that's it. Be polite. Steeps, Steeps, man, I appreciate you guys and, and Jared. Thank you so much, man. Seriously, for this opportunity, the love, and, and just time and attention that that you give, uh, not only you know your family, but that you've given to me in this in this episode. So, well, thank you. I'm really been blessed to share the space with you for the past hour and get to hear your story and your journey. It's definitely inspiring from a creative standpoint, especially yeah. because. I'm always looking to figure out how can I improve my creative process and getting to see how other people go about those ventures really inspiring to me. Yeah. So keep it going. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. I was, uh, listen, time flies when you're having fun and, and they say that and it's true. I didn't even know we, we had sat here for an hour because it, yep. it, it, it was an hour of greatness. So Absolutely. Well, until next time, Steeps, thanks for tagging along. Peace out, y'all. Thanks for listening about potting in public. If this podcast is your cup of tea, then please leave a review and subscribe for the latest freshly brewed ice cold content. As always, let your thirst for curiosity leave you feeling enlightened. <laughs>